0: Good morning. It is Wednesday, April 19th. It's five minutes after 11. We're Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's talk about Donald Trump, what he's up to. He made an appearance on Instagram and Facebook. It's been a while. He was announcing the release of his second round of superhero style digital trading cards, $99 a piece. What is he raising this money for? Is this for election campaign or is this for legal fees? Uh,
2: I think this is for his campaign. Okay. Um, because there's also a, a dealio in there where if you bought 47 of these, so you'd spend $4,653. You get a meet and greet? Well, you get entered oh, it, to be in a meet in, and greet. In the drawing. You're, so your I'm assuming that is all tied into his campaign. Now- well, look I don't Casey, it's very rare that I'm at a, a loss for words. So there's two sides of me uh, 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 two sides of this to me. One is he raised a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He made a ton of money and by that people do fundraisers all the time. they do emails all the time. So good on him. Then there's the other side of me that says you think so highly of yourself that you're putting out trading cards of yourself. And I'm not sure that's necessarily a serious nor great look. Yeah. So I go back and forth on this.
0: Okay, so this is the series two in these trading cards. It wasn't the big announcement like he had last time. Do you remember last time? He promoted a major announcement, and then it was kind of laughable because it was these trading cards that sold out very quickly. And he said, due to the great success, we have another round. So some of the pictures are him playing cards. He's carrying a sword. He has a heart sign in his hands in another picture. There's the rock and roll Trump. He's in full leather and sunglasses. Wait, wait, wait. wait yes, wait, you heard me. Wait,
2: wait, wait. So, Friday is Kev's birthday. Mm-hmm. Kev will not be here. Kev, would you like a Donald <laughs> Trump one of these? Because isn't he holding a guitar in one of the photos? Or Would you like as a musician, you want to rock and roll yeah, a digital Trump. trading card.
0: Honestly, that would uh, kind of have some historical value yeah. in you know several decades, so well, I can oh, hold on to that.
2: Well, so. I'm not spending ninety nine dollars on your birthday, but maybe Casey will get it for you. You know what? You oh. bring
0: up a good point, Kevin, though, because you say in a decade or two they could have value. Some of these cards are one of a kind, meaning the purchaser who buys them is the only one who's ever going to have them. So one of a kind. That does create value over time.
2: You know what's also one of a kind, Casey? What this cup I'm holding in my hand because it's I have used this cup and I will not use any other cup on today's uh, program. But that's
0: part of a mass production oh, of cups. Oh, I see. That's the difference with these cards.
2: Who has a who has who has ninety nine dollars laying around and they're like, I know a Trump digital trading card. How is there poverty in this country when people have money to buy Trump? digital trading cards, much less 47 of them.
0: Well, a lot of them and I don't mean to jump the gun to give the second part of this story. Yeah, Do you want to go into what he truthed out?
2: The uh, first one? Yes, but first, Kev, go. Yeah, I just had an idea. Oh, Should great. we
0: make trading cards of you guys? <laughs>
2: Maybe they can actually be physical trading cards. Yes, I Mm -hmm. think that's great. Uh, And Kev could give them out in the bathroom at the Uno Gold shows. At his shows.
0: Rather than $99, they'll be nine cents. A little bit more affordable.
2: So all seriousness on this, remember the woman I talked to over the weekend at the cookout? Yeah. This is a early 30s young professional. And you were talking about Donald Trump. And uh, she voted for Trump the last time. And I was talking to her about Trump and DeSantis. So this is a a affluent, married, with children, professional suburban woman. Mm -hmm. This is the person that Trump should just be talking to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They should tie him to a chair because these are the people that he lost in mass the last time. And we were talking about Trump and DeSantis. And the number one thing she said, and I forget exactly how she worded it, but she just essentially said, Trump is always there and that is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And this is another example of that. People don't want the president to always be there. As weird as it sounds, many people voted for Biden because they believed (laughs) he would not always be There. (laughs) Because he was in his basement. Well, but they believed that and again, I'm not vouching for this, I'm not advocating for it. Of course, I think it's wholly ridiculous. But there you can either deny the reality or you can address the reality. And the reality is many people voted for Joe Biden because they were exhausted. From Trump. From Trump? Yeah. That's a terrible way to vote, but people do it.
0: Yeah, he does bring on a level of fatigue. But at the same time, if you're not always there, when you do reemerge... Right. You need to be coherent and cognitive.
2: Well, but but that's what I'm saying is you are forcing people into a choice they don't want to have to make, which is do I want somebody who's destroying the country Biden or someone I can't stand, which is Trump... And again, as weird as it may be to us, I don't have to like the president. I, I can mute the president. I don't have to see Twitter. I don't have to know about it. I don't care. I only care about the policies. Many people do not vote that way. And I worry this is another example of, well, look, this person who I talked to, she's going to vote for Trump if he's the nominee because she's able to put her feelings aside. And, and But many people are not. Mm-hmm. And I worry this is another example of them going, this is a reality TV star. Mm-hmm. Who is playing running for president? And I, this is not serious behavior. Um, Trump did spend much of his time on Truth Social media yesterday, tw- uh, truthing, tweeting whatever about the card debut, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought some of them might be Whitney worthy. <laughs> And um, so for those of you who are new to the show, we've been doing this for many years now, when Trump truths or tweets or whatever something out that I feel is worthy of you understanding or hearing about, we read those. I read them in a voice that I picture being in Trump's head as he transcribes them on his cellular telephone.
0: It's nice it's not in all caps no, this time. No, for time. once, he
2: actually did have some of the words that are not in all caps, which makes it easier to read. <laughs> and because, I don't know if you know this, Casey, Trump once told me that I was terrific. You're a great dream. Great dream. He wished every interview could be mm-hmm. just like me. I don't know if yeah. I had told you that before. I've not. heard
0: that before. Yeah.
2: Um, we do play Whitney Houston's <laughs> I Will Always Love You in the background as me paying it back to uh, to him. So are, are we ready? Let's fire it up. Let's do it.
1: hope everyone notices and I'm sure the fake news won't that I'm leaving the price of the trading cards the same as last time even though they're selling for many times more in parentheses it's called the market (laughs) supply and demand lessons and sold out almost immediately because I want my fans and supporters to make money and have fun doing it I could have raised the price much higher and I believe it still would have sold well with a lot more money coming to me (laughs) but I didn't choose to do so I will be given no nice guy credit Uh,
2: question mark
0: oh he's such a nice guy he didn't raise the price of his trading cards
2: I love that. I will be given no, in in quotes, nice guy credit, yeah. question mark.
0: I mean, he's looking out for us when he does something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's called the market. He's giving everybody supply and demand lessons in he's, his true thing.
2: He's making millions, mm-hmm. putting absolutely no effort into this whatsoever. <laughs> no. Because do you think Donald Trump has any idea how this digital card was designed? Do you even
0: think he posed for this? No, they you just even, took an old photo Doesn't of he him. use AI to generate it? <laughs> Chat is from Chat GPT, huh? Yeah, maybe. Uh,
2: however, these, as we pointed out, they're, did, par-
0: they're very popular. Well, they, did,
2: they did sell very well. Yes. they did sell out. He did raise four point six million, mm-hmm. and this may surprise you, Casey, because Trump is a very humble person. He wanted everyone to know that indeed the cards did uh, did sell out.
1: I, I <laughs> this guy
2: was the president.
1: As of ten minutes ago, my digital trading cards sold out mm-hmm. in record time. Yeah. Approximately four point six million. A great honor, and I hope everyone is happy, healthy, and wealthy. Congratulations! Mm. Exclamation point. Yes.
0: He's letting you know how popular he is. He's he's doing very well. He's doing very well. Congratulations. One of the the cards has him grilling hot dogs and hamburgers. Can you imagine? How would you decide which one? Right. I was wondering the same thing. Which one would you pick?
2: (laughs) I just love that. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations to me.
2: You know, this reminds me. When I was a kid, I used to go to auctions with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I used to be really enamored with the auctioneers who were really good. Mm -hmm. You know, there were some auctioneers who would get up and they're just calling the price. And hey, I'm looking for bidders. And I always thought that was interesting too on how fast they could talk. But there were some of these guys who were really good salesmen. And I went to an auction when I was probably 10 or 11 years old. And this was up in Goshen.
0: I was gonna say, it's gotta be near Shipshawana or something like that. And this
2: guy was dancing in the alley Mm -hmm. aisleways He was shouting. He was spinning. He was like James Brown and the Blues Brothers. Do you see the light? And he kept telling people, you're not spending money. You're investing it. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly same
0: Same sales pitch. Do you recall what- what it was for? What the uh, item was? It was
2: uh, it was uh, sports memorabilia stuff.
0: Of course it was. And One
2: of a kind. Yeah. That it, has
0: intrinsic value. You're
2: not spending money. Sure. You're, you're investing, investing it. it. And I, I just, <laughs> well, even at 10 years old, I was like, I cannot believe people are buying this bull crap.
0: What? <laughs> That's not right. I get that speech at home all the time. <laughs> Are you are you telling me has oh, your man actually looked oh, at you and you said no. he's not spending money,
2: he's investing? He's investing, investing,
0: <laughs> investing for the future. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is how old were you at the auction? 10? I was 10. I'm not a 10-year-old, so I know what I'm getting hit with. <laughs> I'm picking up what he's throwing down. Uh-huh. 17 after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Take- 11. is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You know, I just I thought of something during the break. We were talking about the Trump uh, NFT trading cards and Kevin mentioned that in a few years or decades, they'll be worth something. And, you know, I did the same thing over the weekend when I went to that antique store because at one point the Ronald Reagan campaign button was free. That's true. Now, 40 years later, I paid $6 Well, for
2: if, if, if your plan on buying that Trump trading card is to hold it for 40 years and make $6, bucks, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you may need a better investment strategy.
0: Right. Let's talk about what's trending this morning. First up, we've got Joe Biden. Here he is wearing sunglasses. He sounds very sleepy, <laughs> sounds less than motivating, but he's rallying the troops
1: and saying, let's finish the job. Two years in making progress. So let's finish the job. I can honestly say I've never been more optimistic about the future of America.
0: Oh. Did that motivate you?
2: When do you think the last Two time years in, Joe Biden actually had to buy something was? Like he was cognizant of I'm paying for this and this is what it costs.
0: <laughs> you Hunter to run out and get him something.
2: I mean, I mean is it seriously like, like Joe Biden has never... I mean, at least in any sort of recent history, Mm -hmm. had to worry about, you know, how do I buy groceries this week? Um, An oil change is due on my car and I don't, you know, have the money. I need new tires for my automobile and I don't have the money. Um, You know, how do I put gas in the car to get to work? Uh, You know, the school textbook fees are due. Uh, Just whatever. I mean, he's when would he have had to do that? And if he ever had to do it, he has... Appears based on the Hunter Biden laptop. He was never one to be shy about sending Junior out there mm-hmm. to, to dig up some cash to from do some the foreign dirty governments, work right? For him. So, I mean, it, what, what fantasy are you living in that you've never been more optimistic about America than, than right now?
0: Yeah, he sounded really optimistic, didn't he? But he probably sends his sister out, who is his best friend. Yeah, that's Remember? true. Remember, she does all the errands for him and then gets a trip to Ireland. Also trending is the Biden education secretary. He says that forcing schools to close for prolonged periods of time during the pandemic was absolutely a good decision. He 100% on board with that. And I'm curious, are, are these the sort of questions that will be asked in the Indiana state legislature about what happened here during the pandemic when they start investigating? Well,
2: that's a, that's a great point, right? Because uh, wh- not wh- there's not proof. They can't prove that any person, Holcomb, Trump, Biden, I mean, they're all in on it, right? They all advocated for lockdowns, shutdowns, closures whatever, they cannot prove that one person did not die because of what they did. Everybody who was going to get COVID got COVID. And about two weeks into this thing, we had a general idea, and we were reading the statistics on the air, of who was most at risk, Mm -hmm. who probably needed to take some precautionary measures, and should, whether it was ordered by the government or not, and who being able-bodied people in their 30s like myself you absolutely can come to work and if you don't have comorbidities and have a healthy track record there's zero reason you can't be running society and yet we act these people act like of both parties i mean holcomb clearly came out and was like no i was great why are you investigating me um they did something to steal a word from Holcomb Noble. Yeah. That they these people did something great, that they in some way helped you. They didn't help anyone other than themselves. You know who got rich out of COVID? Governments. The- Record. Look at the state and local budgets in, in in across the country, but in Indiana. These local governments, schools, towns, cities. They got money just thrown at them that they haven't been able to spend yet. Same thing for the states. It's why Holcomb kept the emergency declaration going for so long, and he admitted that.
0: Well, and he, for two years, the Republicans could have put a stop to that, Absolutely. but they did not. Absolutely. And now we've got horrible mental health issues horrible schooling test scores, the economic impact, we're still feeling, we're going to feel this for a decade.
2: You hit on a great point and someone who has for years worked in state government and I will not out this person because they're very, very high up in the food chain and are very well respected and they would be... Uh ostracized completely if the governor knew that this person uh, corresponds with me on a regular basis. But they, when we were talking about the investigation of Holcomb earlier, they texted me that, and I'm so glad you touched on it, which is well, you can't prove that Holcomb saved one person. You can't prove that a bunch of people are dead because Holcomb locked them down. Locked them in their house. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't let them leave. Wouldn't let them go to church. Wouldn't let them see their friends. Wouldn't let them go to their job. Suicide rates are off the charts, and in many cases have yet, yet to recover because of what these governments did, of what Joe Hogsett did, of what Eric Holcomb did, of what mayors and governors across this country did. And yet, these people, these gross people, mm-hmm. pat themselves on the back and act like they did something to help society.
0: Yeah, the cloud of the virus may be lifting, but we are still. Paying for all of the consequences of the lockdown and the mismanagement across the state of what happened. And we will be for some time to come. All right, finally trending, Damar Hamlin. He has announced that he will be back playing football. He says he's currently working out. They're not actually practicing football, but they're in the weight room. And he was asked the question, what was his wow moment?
2: What was the moment that really was a wow moment for you?
1: Uh, not to sound cliche man, but the wild moment is every day just being able to wake up and just take deep breaths and and, and live a, a peaceful life, to have a family, to to have people that around me that love me and that care about me and for those people to still have me in their lives, you know, they they almost lost me. Like I, I died on national TV in front of the whole world, you know what I mean? That right there is just the, the 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 biggest blessing of it all is for for me to still have my people and my people still to have me.
2: Okay. has there ever been an explanation of what happened to him
0: uh, yes they did come out and they
2: oh boy maybe you can find it, this during during the break because I'd be I, I it, never, was,
0: it was a cardiac event yeah and but they, I mean they, they what, gave like, it a specific name
2: yeah but like what what actually happened what caused it to happen was I mean the t- they hit the guy took get out I'm not asking to be facetious I'm not trying to be smart ass I'm asking like did they ever Because I didn't see that release. By the way, somebody in the YouTube chat, you can watch us on YouTube, by the way, just put Kendall and Casey in, did make a great point. You know who did get to stay open during COVID, Casey?
0: Well, the liquor stores were all open. Yes,
2: and I'm sure... That is just a giant coincidence. Hey, your church had to shut down, but the liquor store could stay open. And I'm sure that's a giant coincidence that Kyle Hupfer, who is the state party chair, who's Holcomb's best buddy, I think he was treasurer on his first campaign, um, that he is an owner or was an owner in more than 30 liquor stores. I'm sure that's a giant coincidence. Well,
0: what kind of message is that, by the way? Going back to the mental health issues that are enveloping the country. You can't go see your friends. You can't go pray. You can't go to grandma's house. Hey, but run down to the liquor store and grab yourself a bottle.
2: Well, that is, you mean you're saying that conservatives were told to eat it while connected people got to get ahead? Well, that's the Eric Holcomb way, Casey. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Yellowstone is uh, finished, and Mitch McConnell is back. And we'll get into those coming up from 93. W-I-B-C. <laughs> You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us today. So you're a big fan of this show, and uh, I've never seen it. Not even once. Yellowstone is going to end after the second half of season five.
2: Yeah, at the request of others, I was told you have to watch this. (laughs) And so it finally showed up on the Peacock Network Mm -hmm. the first four seasons. Now, I've not seen the current season because it is not available yet. And uh, I watched it. I would describe it as low-rent Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, It, to me, is a total ripoff of Dallas. The characters are straight out of Dallas in many cases. Uh, They're just in, wherever it is, Montana or Wyoming or Montana. And uh, I did watch through season four. I'm this far, so I will finish it. But to me, and this is any show that involves government, Casey... I am not really a fair person to ask because I know how government works. And so, like, in the show, and I guess if it's four seasons in and you haven't seen it yet, spoiler alert, you know, the main guy, Kevin Costner, decides he's going to run. John Dutton. Yes, John Dutton decides he's going to run for governor. And the instant way in which they maneuver people in and out of public offices, it's like this stuff would take years for you to pull off. And they're pulling it off. In seconds, like, three days later, oh, there's a new attorney general.
0: Is that how Liz Cheney does it, though, in her state?
2: (laughs) So to me, it's like, I'm out on all this. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. And if that part is that disprovable, then the rest of the show. I'm sure if you're a rancher or a farmer, you would watch that show and be like, this is dumb. But... All of that being said, I do recognize it is a very popular show and many, many people do watch it and thoroughly enjoy it.
0: I didn't realize there was a political angle Oh, to it's it. all political. The I whole, didn't know well, that. The, I thought it was all rancher stuff. Well, the whole Western. Pr-
2: the whole premise is the, the the you know, he's a rancher and he's his family has been on this ranch for years and people are trying to figure out how to get him off the ranch so that they can build stuff on the ranch.
0: Oh, is it like Boone County?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. They should have just filmed it in Boone County and yes, uh Eric Holcomb it would be the perfect evil awful governor that's trying to strong arm the guy into selling his land and then his kids are kind of involved in the government and then there's other people in the government various agencies that, so there's always a villain every single year it is it is a low rent Dallas
0: okay so apparently Kevin Costner's been available and he's been waiting and he's having a little tussle with one of the producers. They're they're not agreeing on the script or they're just their timing is off which is why Kevin Costner's saying I'm out I waited around, I hung out, you're not prepared, you don't have your stuff together so I'm leaving.
2: Well isn't it interesting and I saw somebody post this, this was several months ago, but they said if you had stopped someone in say 1991 and you had told them Sylvester Stallone and Kevin Costner and then there, you know, some other very uber famous movie stars will not only be doing television instead of movies, but their show will be n- number one. And it won't be on CBS, on NBC, or TV. ABC. Yeah. The person would look at you like you have turds coming out of your mouth.
0: <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Okay, let's talk about what's going on with Mitch McConnell, Republicans blocking the Democrats. Okay, so the Democrats are trying to replace Diane Feinstein.
2: On the Judiciary Committee. Judiciary Committee, Committee.
0: Yes. yeah. And she's recovering from shingles, apparently. She's been out for...
2: So it's got to be Mid- seven, seven weeks now, maybe more. Middle of
0: March, yes. beginning of March. And uh, Mitch McConnell has said that this is just a ploy to ram through far left judges.
2: Yeah. And so the Republicans in a rare, confused, likely accidental act of having um, some testicular fortitude uh, have said we are not going to allow her to be replaced. Mm-hmm. You, you, you guys being Schumer and the Democrats, you want her out get her to resign appoint someone new and then you can go back to ramming your judges through but we are not playing this game where you get to just pick someone new if she is incapable of service to the nation then she needs to resign and the taxpayer should no longer foot the bill for her lifestyle if she is so ill or sick or whatever that she cannot return to work
0: isn't that kind of gross the way they're using her age and her illness to play politics like the one side is you know we love her she's important i mean just this weekend they were saying how she comes up with great questions on the senate judiciary committee and and she's well respected st- within 48 hours they're well we want her out of there
2: her staffers write really great questions for her to read verbatim they do a heck of a job yeah. um this, well, this whole th- we talked about this many times. That you have elderly people, and they're g- God bless all of our elderly people. They're some of the greatest Americans that have ever lived, and thank you for you know how you're you're contributing to this nation. You shouldn't be running society anymore. And when I become 89 years old, I'm not going to be offended if some young whippersnapper on WIBC says, "Grandpa, time to just enjoy your, your 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 golden years." That because that's the way it should be. You work. You work to the best of your ability. If you're in some form of public service, you do that to the best of your ability. And then you step aside for someone else. If this woman is so ill that she cannot return to work, then she needs to quit. That's a Democrat problem. And and good on McConnell and Lindsey Graham and those guys over there, it pains me to say nice things about them for <laughs> standing up and um uh, and, and not allowing this to happen. Casey, I have to read you a headline. Yeah. Uh, this just came down from our friends at Indiana Capitol Chronicle, and okay. I'm going to warn you with this headline, and if you are driving two hands on the wheel, uh, take deep breaths because it's about to, given what is going on in our state with no help on property taxes, the gas tax going up, uh, the litany of issues facing Hoosiers in terms of being able to feed your families and le- le- lead your lives, this is going to really enrage you, so I just want to make sure you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Lawmakers get unexpected $1.5 billion for budget in latest forecast.
0: Unexpected.
2: So they have what they call revenue forecasts in which they try to project how much money will be coming into the state coffers. And they use that to to craft the budget. So again, on top of the $6 billion surplus that exists... The lawmakers are now being told, "Wow, we really underestimated the amount of revenue because of all the taxes you guys are collecting." Uh-huh. So, you so there's 1.5 billion extra. So keep in mind, Casey, there's a week to go in the session. And remember, they did this last time they yeah. crafted a budget in which the federal government said, here, catch with $2 billion. And they just gave a billion dollars to the public education system with no accountability whatsoever. Well, now it looks like it's not going to be the federal government. It's going to be our tax money on top of the $6 billion surplus they already have. And they're still going to look you in the face and go... No, nah, there's no money to help you with property taxes. The, we'd love to, but sorry. Oh, and the gas tax—it's about to go up again.
0: You just found one and a half billion dollars. Look, look at this pile of cash. This is this is here's the quote. This is from Jeff Thompson. Indiana's doing great. <laughs> Investments are showing the fruits of our labor.
2: Our labor? Like Jeff Thompson is out building buildings
0: or shoveling roads? Mischler says, we're just fortunate to be in this position.
2: <laughs> you, look, right now, listen, and I, let you, I'm going to look at the camera so people know I'm putting my serious face on here. You have to stop voting for these people. I know the Democrats are scary, and it may mean a couple of them get across the finish line. But if you value the relationship we have on this show, and you trust me, you have to stop voting for incumbent Republicans at the House and Senate level. You're going to lose a few to the Democrats. You're still not going to lose. There's there's so many Republicans. You're not going to lose the House or the Senate. There's not going to be an abortion factory on every corner. Little kids won't be being taught sex in kindergarten. You have to let these people start losing. You have to facilitate them losing. They hate you. They believe that your money is the property of them and they're connected business buddies and whatever government entity, agency, program, or cronyism that they want to prop up and promote. They tell you. They're not, they don't fear you at all. You have to start facilitating the losses of these people or this will never stop. Mm-hmm. And when you see these people out and about, whether it is at a Wendy's or a Walmart or the hardware store or at your kid's soccer game or wherever, get up peacefully and law abidingly in their business and tell them what you think of them and how little respect they have for you.
0: I have to just read just two lines here from this article. Mischler said potential property tax relief, as proposed by Thompson, wasn't finalized. We've got some ideas, but we'll find out over the next couple days. Thompson and what, said. Oh, Casey, what did I do? We t- got 1.5 billion dollars extra.
2: Remember, Casey, remember when the dumbass, I mean, state rep from Seymour, Jim Lucas, <laughs> from the beginning, how do you know there's no plan?
0: We've got some ideas, but we'll find out in the next <laughs> couple of days, Thompson said. And what did I,
2: remember when he was calling me disingenuous and hypocritical and a shock jock and all the other things Jim said, and we kept just asking, hey, what's the plan? And every time we'd ask that, there would be no plan, but I would get name called. So the 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 Senate Republicans, Ryan, of which Ryan Mishler is one, is admitting, we have not presented a plan. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of ideas. And what did I tell you the entire time? You will not know what they plan to do, if anything at all, until the final hours of the legislative session. And gosh darn it, Casey, you know my least favorite part of every single show. <laughs> you know what it is. Taking a victory lap. But I told you this three months ago, and I was name called and bad mouth and everything else. And what do we have? You will know, if you're going to get anything, the final hours of the legislative session. You have to start facilitating the loss of these people. If it means pull the lever for the Democrat, pull the lever for the Democrat. That is the only way to stop this. They're not going to win the House. They're not going to win the Senate. There's too many the, There's too many Republicans, not enough Democrats. Vote Democrat. Get these people out of there.
0: It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.
1: Woman, walking down the street, pretty
0: woman. It is 10 God minutes I in front like of, of noon. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 woman. WIBC. Fewer than half of Americans are on track to comfortably retire. Just 29% of people are on track to live comfortably in their retirement years. That's a scary statistic. 55% of people 18 to 35 years old have put their savings on hold, which means they're just paying for the essentials and the average 401k account lost $30,000 in value last year. And isn't that interesting? Because we started the show earlier talking about Kevin McCarthy and the debt ceiling debate and how he wants to go back to 22 levels. Well, if we do that, people are going to keep losing more money.
2: Well, you're, Right, And so this is why our government is a joke. The people who run our government are a joke. They're not serious people. They should have to wear big red noses and paint their faces when they go go out to talk about their role in government. Because society is being crippled right now, and it is being crippled because of the actions of our government. They are to blame. And yet, for some reason, no matter how poorly we get treated, we just keep looking at these people going, oh, I hope you guys come up with some answers. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I I had a conversation with a guy the other day, and it scared the hell out of me because this is a reasonably—I can't describe him without outing him, and so I'm not going to do that. But this is a reasonably intelligent person, and we got on a conversation about government, and he said—and it he doubled down on it. He said, I need my government to be smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean by that? I said, these people are morons. He goes, yeah, but I want to think that they know more than I know. I want to live my life and just assume that my government knows more than I know. And that that is the worst way you could possibly go about it because they are not smarter than you. They're not better than you. They're not better people than you. Many people in the government, I will say most people in the government, and I'm not talking about rank and file government workers. I'm talking about the decision makers. I'm talking about the elected people. I'm talking about the appointed people. Many, many of these people, I can't begin to tell you, to describe to you how stupid they are. I would go to these meetings and I would sit in these meetings when I was pharmacy board director or when I worked in the state auditor's office and it was my job to go to these meetings and I would just sit there flabbergasted. I mean, I, I, I get to the point I had to get out of it. The reason I stayed two years and got out was because I was becoming physically ill. I was becoming physically affected by being around this level of carelessness, of stupidity, of just generally wasteful behavior with other people's money, how poorly run it was. You cannot fathom, and this is the one of the great things about this show, is I get on a daily basis an opportunity to describe what I saw, because never think that the government is smarter than you, or the people in it are smarter than you, or that they know more than you. They do not.
0: Across all generations, 11% of Americans are not on track to meet their retirement needs. But here's the staggering one because this is your age group, Rob. Debt among millennials shot up by 27% over the past 3 years.
2: I can totally see that and you know we've talked a lot about how, you know, I've gotten a second job. I work, my wife works, you know, we all we do okay, uh, but I am keen to the idea, especially with a child on the way that this inflation situation, this buying power being diluted of American situation Mm -hmm. is not getting any better. And while I'm still able-bodied enough to do it, I'm going to take advantage of it, even though it is not preferred or convenient, because it is a scary situation in front of us, and it is an even more scary situation on the horizon. And I have an obligation as the head of my household to suck it up and go to work And it's gonna suck that I'm gonna work. I'm gonna go in about two when I get off here, Mm -hmm. and I won't get home until after it's dark. And that is not convenient for anyone. But it's the reality in which we live. We've been totally failed by our government. Our politicians have 100% let us down. They are just, they are just horrific, awful people beyond description in the time we have left in this show. And every one of us is being ruined because of it. And yet for some reason we don't really get angry about it. And I don't understand why that is. I don't understand why every city council meeting, every town council meeting, every school board meeting, every session at the Indiana State House isn't just overflowing with people expressing their displeasure with what these politicians are doing to us.
0: You mean the politicians who just got an unexpected $1.5 billion in the state of
2: Indiana? Yes, those people, yes, Casey. Those
0: people. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 W I V C. Pretty woman, yeah, yeah, yeah.